In Jesus' name, amen. Tim Madigan was a man who needed to hear that, that he was loved. Uh, by the mid-1990s, uh, Tim was successful in just about every definition of the word. He was a reporter, a journalist for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Uh, it was a, a local newspaper in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And Tim had reached success. He had won awards as a journalist for his work at the newspaper. Uh, he had written and published books. And in the mid-1990s, it seemed like everything was falling into place for him. Uh, at least professionally. His personal life was actually falling apart. His marriage was crumbling. Um, his relationship with his father, which had never been good, it was becoming even more strained. And Tim would later write about this period of his life and say that he was constantly depressed and totally self-absorbed. Uh, Tim needed to hear that he was loved. Uh, but then in 1995, something happened to Tim that would change his life. He was sent on an assignment by his newspaper to interview two children's television stars. Uh, one man's name was Bob Keegan. Does anyone know who that was? Captain Kangaroo. And, and the other man, the, the one who would begin to change Tim's life, was Fred Rogers, of course, of Mr. Rogers' fame. Uh, Tim, Tim went across the country from Fort Worth to Pittsburgh to interview uh, Fred Rogers and he was amazed by uh, Mr. Rogers. Uh, he said that Mr. Rogers was the same man in person and on TV. He was kind. He was genuine. He actually cared. And, and even in that brief interview, uh, Mr. Rogers began to minister to Tim. I don't know if you know this, but Mr. Rogers was actually an ordained Presbyterian pastor. And some of that pastoring work began to come out in, in their short one-day interview. Uh, but their, their relationship continued. Out of that blossomed a, a long-distance pen pal-type relationship. Uh, I grew up by Mr. Rogers, so I would have loved to have been his pen pal. That would have been special. Uh, but, but Tim got to be uh, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers' pen pal. They would write letters constantly back and forth, eventually emails uh, too. And through these letters, Tim's life began to change. I'd like to share with you just a little bit of one of those letters. This is a letter that's come a couple years into their relationship. Uh, Tim's writing to Fred about some of the things that has been going on in his life, kind of opening up his heart to Mr. Rogers. And this is what Tim writes to him. He writes, uh, The last several years have been a very profound time of intense personal pain and great healing. A time of great self-discovery as I've tried to come to terms with the realities of my life, both past and present. At the forefront of my mind and soul right now is how hard I've tried to get my dad to be proud of me. Through sports, through school, through the way I tried to be obedient and good. But no matter what I did, it never seemed enough. I could never wrest from him the love and sense of acceptance from him that I so craved as a child and have been craving ever since. This is the question I have of you this morning, Fred. Will you be proud of me? It would mean a great deal if you would. I have come to love you in a special way. In your letters and during our brief time together in Pittsburgh, you have done so much to teach me how to be a person and a man, and now I have this one favor to ask of you. Will you be proud of me? Uh, it seems to me that, that Tim needed to hear that he was loved. He wanted to hear that someone was proud of him, right? That someone cared about him, not for what he had done, uh, but simply 
for who he was as an individual. Uh, This is what Mr. Fred Rogers writes back to Tim. Uh, Dear Tim, the answer to your question is yes. A resounding yes. I will be proud of you. I am proud of you. I have been proud of you since the first time we met. Yes, Tim, yes. Love, Fred. Tim, Tim would later write in, in a book about all of this um, that this letter changed his life. For the first time in his life, he was hearing that someone loved him. Now, now, I'm sure that he had heard those words before. I'm sure his dad in that strained relationship had said it once upon a time. I'm sure his wife in their crumbling marriage had said it. But for the very first time, Tim was hearing it. I mean, he was receiving it. He was believing that these words were for him, that someone was proud of him for who he was, that someone cared about him, that, that he was loved. And he, he said that, that this love uh, would change his life, that, that relationship with his father, it was restored. Um, his marriage was saved. Uh, he also had a distant brother who in a few short years would get sick and eventually pass away not too long from then. Uh, but in this time, he, he was reconnected with his brother, and they began to talk again. Uh, uh, Tim needed to hear that he was loved. Uh, but I think we all do, don't we? Uh, I think love is crucial to our lives. We can't live too long without being loved. And so I want to tell you something today, and some of you maybe will nod your heads. Uh, others of you might roll your eyes at me, but I, I think all of us here today uh, need to hear it. And, and that is that you are loved Someone loves you. God loves you. Okay, I'm getting some blank stares. Uh, is, this, is this on? Uh, I'm serious, though. Uh, someone loves you. God loves you. And we heard about that love in our reading for today from John 3.16. I read it twice now, but I, I want you to hear it, and I mean really hear it again, uh, for this is what God says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Another way of putting that, uh, I think a more accurate translation, would be to say it this way. For God loved the world this much. This is how much God loved the world. He sent his one and only son because he loved you. For some of us, I I think that's hard to believe. Uh, It's hard to grapple with because some of us, I know, we've been hurt by love. Uh, We've been betrayed by love. Love has let us down sometimes. Others of us, maybe most of us, at one point or another have felt jaded by love. I know I do sometimes. I am frustrated by that word, love, uh, because sometimes we use it to mean a romantic love, a butterfly love. We use it to mean what happens uh, in the bedroom. We use it to describe the food on our plate. We we kind of make it into whatever we want uh, it to be, and sometimes I'm frustrated by that. The word seems meaningless. Um, we also live in a culture that, that displays a very conditional type of love, a love that says, I'll love you if you love me, a love that says, I'll keep on loving you if you keep on proving your love to me. And, and that's hard, too, because that's not the way that love was supposed to be. But, but John 3.16 shows us a different kind of love. A love that God wants you to hear and know about. And not just with your ears, but also with your heart. A a love that he's showing you, not just telling you, but a love that he is living out. And he's proving his love to you, not with a hug or a kiss, not with some trinkety gift, flowers or a necklace or tickets to a play. No, 
No, through a cross. That is how much God loves you. And I know some of you have been hurt by love. But so is Jesus. So much so that he died for love. And some of you have been betrayed by love, but, but so is Jesus. And Jesus' love, it's not a conditional love like so much of our love is. Jesus doesn't say, I'll love you if you love me first. He didn't say, I'll go to the cross and love you if you prove your love to me. No, he just jumped up there and stretched out his arms and said, this is how much I love you. Jesus died for us. He showed us that love when we were at our most unlovable. The Bible says that when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, God loved us. And so I'll say it again, brothers and sisters, you are loved. Someone loves you. God loves you. Uh, at the, the end of Fred's letters to Tim, he would very often sign off uh, those pages by writing four letters at the bottom of the page uh, from, from that point forward. He would write I-P-O-Y, I-P-O-Y at the bottom of every letter. And, and those letters stood for, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Every letter ended that way so that every time Tim looked at those pages, he would know that someone was proud of him, that someone actually loved him. It was a constant reminder that he was loved. And, and, and for us as Christians, I, I think the cross is that way for us. The cross is the way that we know that we are loved. We, we can look at it and know without a doubt that our God loves us. That he loves us not just with words, but with divine action, with outstretched arms. He says, this, this is how much I love you. And that, that changes things for us, I think. Many of us, we've known that in our brains. Maybe we've even taught it to children. We've heard a lot about it, but I wonder if we always believe it, that we believe that that love is actually for me. That's harder. I wonder if we're not that different from Nicodemus. In, in our reading for today, John chapter 3, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. That wasn't quite clear. We jumped in kind of halfway through the conversation. But if you go back to the, the start of chapter 3, John is talking to this man named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus wasn't just some guy. He was a Pharisee. He had studied the scriptures and he knew them backwards and forwards. And it seems to me if anyone should have known about God's love, should have trusted that he was loved, it should have been someone like Nicodemus. But uh, it seems to me that Nicodemus didn't quite get it, at least at the beginning. And this is why I say that. This is what Nicodemus says to Jesus at the very start. He says, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Now, everything uh, Nicodemus just said to Jesus there was true, right? Uh, Jesus had come from God, he was a teacher, no one could do these signs. God was with him. But it seems to me that, that Nicodemus couldn't have been more right and yet more wrong all at the same time because Nicodemus was totally missing out on who Jesus was and he was missing out at the core of his relationship with him. What, what Nicodemus says to Jesus would be like me saying to my wife, uh, Tiffany, I know that God has brought you with me and we are great friends. And over these years, you've really proved yourself to me. Uh, and now I can see that you are worth sticking around for. <laughs> now, all of that is true. I think God has put us together. She is my great friend. She's my best friend. Uh, she has proved herself throughout these years that, that she's an amazing wife, but that's totally missing the point. 
And Nicodemus was missing the point, and Jesus wanted him to see the most important thing of all, that, that he was loved by God, that Jesus came not just to be his teacher, but to be his savior, not just to give him some nice lessons and helpful hints along the way, but to die for him, that he came to renew and restore him, to give him a new birth, that Jesus didn't just come uh, to perform some signs, to do some magic tricks that he came to lay down his life, to stretch out his arms, to tell Nicodemus, I love you. Nicodemus needed to hear that, just like Tim Madigan needed to hear that, just like you need to hear it. So I hope you hear it this morning. I hope you believe it. God loves you, and not just with a little bit of love. God isn't stingy with it. You don't need to take God's love and put it in your pocket and save it for a rainy day. You don't need to file it away so you can pull it back out uh, for the day that you think it might come in handy. No, no, God has filled you up with his love, uh, overflowing, so that you could share his love. You don't have to be afraid to share it because God has given you more than you need. You can share it with your words. You can tell other people about that love that God has for you. You can show it in your lives like Jesus did, not just with words, but with action, with service, with sacrifice. And so here's my challenge for you today. Uh, and, and this is for me too, but, but for all of us here today. My, my challenge is that all of us would leave this place wherever we're going today and tell one person that we love them. You can do it on the phone. You can do it in person. You can tell it to someone you've told it to a thousand times before or maybe someone you've been meaning to tell it to uh, but haven't quite gotten there yet. Tell someone today that you love them. And then my second challenge would be to go to one step further and then remind them that God loves them. Because I guarantee you, they need to hear it. (laughs) And you need to hear it. And so I'll tell you one last time. Somebody loves you. You are loved. Brothers and sisters, I love you, but even more important, God loves you. In Jesus' name, amen.